five. Thank you. Hi. So my name's Craig Waters. Um, can you tell where I work by the colour of my shoes? Um, so today I wanted to just um, do a bit of a session on NVMe, NVMe of Express. Uh, sorry, so non-volatile memory Express, um, and really kind of talk about the technology, uh, where we're seeing it in the field right now, and you know what the value is, uh, how it changes, you know, what you do with storage, how it changes how you architect storage. Um, and you know, re really kind of encompassing what's happening in the industry right now. So uh, let's jump into it, yeah? So I thought it's always good to start with a bit of taxonomy. So um, it's really important to kind of, you know, phrase what we're going to talk about and give you some context before we start. So uh, an SSD runs a command set, and you'll be really familiar with some of these command set names. You've got like, jeez. Uh, um, you know, it doesn't look like this color on the laptop, you know. It looks a completely different color on the, on the monitor. But um, anyway, um, so you've got AHCI, you've got SCSI, you've got NVMe. They're all command sets. And then they run on a transport. Um, and in this case, you know, the transport, you know, again, words, you know, um, terminology, acronyms that you know really well, SATA, SAS. And then NVMe, which is kind of a bit different because you've got local NVMe, which is using PCIe. Um, and then you've got remote NVMe, which is over a myriad of different uh, transports. You know, it could be fiber channel, could be RDMA over converged Ethernet, lot, lots of different ones. And we'll, we'll kind of delve into them a bit more and, and kind of talk about it a bit more. But just for the context here, and it, again, we're cutting off the bottom of my slides, so um, some good formatting concerns there. But really, for the context of this session, you know, it's NVMe replaces SCSI and PCIe replaces Nothing replaces SAS, okay? So just for the context of this session. Okay, so why NVMe? Right, so we've all got one of these. We've all got one of these devices. Well, that's using NVMe today. So I think what's really different when you look at um, flash technologies is that um, really it was adopted in the consumer space first before the enterprise space. Um, the other key kind of consideration with um, NVMe is this concept around parallelization versus serial. So a lot of the storage protocols that we use traditionally would be serial. Um, I've got some more details. We'll go into that a bit more about some of the challenges and bottlenecks around having a serial. Um, but with NVMe Express, you know, we can have like up to 64,000 parallel queues. So that's a huge difference in how storage is being utilized. Yeah. And then the third piece really is around you know, the new technologies that we're seeing in the industry right now. You know, you know, CPUs have a massive core count now. Um, you know, you're seeing actually some really large, super dense SSDs, and we'll talk about the, those a bit more in a second. There's also new memory technologies, obviously the things like storage class memory, so Intel Optane, those sort of things that are really changing the architecture of how we deliver storage. Yeah? And then finally, and probably one of the most significant ones is around uh, fabrics themselves. So you know, we're seeing the introduction of uh, you know, the move from 10 gig and 40 gig Ethernet through to 25, 50 and 100 gig Ethernet. And I think right now, you know, you can even buy 400 gig Ethernet um, switches, you know, from uh, manufacturers. So there's a huge change in that interconnect. And that's really, you know, these are real key drivers and considerations around why NVMe becomes important, you know. And then if we look at the, the ecosystem around, we look at like how the technologies have been utilized today. Um, I had to kind of uh, adopt, adopt the slide a little bit, but um, you can see there, there's a massive gap between you know, DRAM and the cost of DRAM versus the cost of hard disk drives. Now, you know, this, this is kind of, uh, I think, getting a bit older now because you know, it's clear that SSDs are um, you know, providing a bigger opportunity within the storage industry. You know, you're seeing SSDs on a much more uh, regular basis now, not even just tier one high performance workloads, but also you know, tier two. 
um, you know, more um, you know, deeper um, storage capacities and those sort of things. But I included Intel Optane as well. I mean, like, again, storage class memory is, is also providing, filling a gap between the cost of DRAM versus the cost of hard drives as well. But we've got this kind of density problem, and I'll kind of like explain it a bit more. I've got this graph here that's just basically showing that as SSDs get bigger, you know, we're, we're actually seeing right now, you know, you can get, you know, 16 terabyte SSDs, you can get 60 terabyte SSDs. But as that, as those capacities get bigger, the actual um, IOPS per gigabyte reduces significantly. Um, and so really what's happening is, is that with these SaaS-based storage architectures and only having a single queue, it's really causing a bottleneck. And you can see the examples here. You know, it's not coming, it's here. It's here right now. So you've got like Samsung announced their 15 terabyte um, SSD. You know, this is using SAS. Uh, Seagate um, announced uh, a year ago now the 60 terabyte SSD. But when you look at it, you know, the traditional um, SAS SSDs, you know, you're talking about 200,000 IOPS, you're talking about, you know, about 1,000 IOPS per gigabyte. But when you look at these denser SSDs, you know, there's an actual huge reduction in the amount of IOPS per gigabyte. You know, you look at the, the Seagate one, for example, and you're talking like 2.4 IOPS per gigabyte, yeah, which is a huge um, bottleneck, yeah, it's a huge um, issue, yeah. And, then, you know, we're seeing this with serial ATA and like the, the serial kind of uh, controllers because of that single queue, that serial queue, yeah. And flash is only getting bigger. Like you can see here, you know, like um, as the technologies have evolved, you know, we're, we're now looking at QLC being a standard. That means that like the cost per gigabyte goes down, but it also means that the rights per cell, the endurance of that, um, that medium is actually less as well. But you know, with four bits per cell, you're actually seeing huger capacities and you know, you'll, you'll see more soon. You know, there'll be you know, um, tens of terabytes in a single SSD. You know, you're really gonna see this kind of evolve. So things are only gonna get bigger. They're not gonna get any smaller. So this, this um, IOPS per gigabyte becomes really compelling and really difficult to understand. So, one of the benefits, the key benefits really around NVMe is around lower latency. And what I wanted to do here was just kind of show you a lot of the translation layer that happens within SCSI. So with, an SS, with a SCSI SSD, when we're using SAS, we're actually fooling the uh, storage system into thinking that it's a spinning disk. So to do that, we have to have all these translation layers that translate the SSD, the wear leveling, the right amplification, how an SSD works, and convert that into a SCSI language that the, um, you know, the storage system can kind of understand. And with that conversion, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of overhead. And you can see here in the kernel space, there's about six microseconds um, latency that, that gets added per operation just because of that overhead in the conversion, yeah? And then we can compare that to NVMe and you can see here, like, there's only 2.8 microseconds because all that translation is being removed. It's much more native. It's much more. And, and you think, oh, you know, six microseconds or 2.8 microseconds is not a lot. But when you add that up on the, you know, if you have tens of thousands of operations a second, all of a sudden that latency becomes a really big number and it becomes really significant. Yeah. So, you know, just to kind of like overview, like what SAS looks like today in, in, in typical storage systems, you can see there we have a single queue, you know, you know, the CPUs talk to the SAS HBA, and then that SAS HBA has a single queue, single channel to the SSDs as a whole, yeah? Um, and that can really kind of impact the performance and the utilization of those SSDs, yeah? Whereas when you look at NVMe, what you're actually seeing here is, is that there's a direct correlation between the CPU core and the SSD. There's this direct 
um, over the fabric, there's this actual direct connection between the core itself and the SSD. So you get this huge parallelization, yeah? Uh, and obviously, you know, with parallelization, it means that you know, we, can we can reduce the latency, we can increase, we increase the IOPS and the, and the actual um, utilization of that SSD device, yeah? So what we're looking at there is we're looking at over PCIe. So PCIe is a direct attached storage protocol. I'm taking a drive and I'm plugging it directly into the server. But what about remote? What, what if I want a storage system and I want to have a network between? So, you know, I might have one storage system that I want to address with multiple hosts. And that's the term there is NVMe over fabrics, or here's the acronym NVMe-OF. So a uh, good one to remember, yeah. So the difference really here is, is that we're actually using a network protocol to, you know, to encapsulate that information and actually send it across a network. And I said before, you know, some of the new technologies that are coming out around, you know, more faster networks, what that basically means is that, is that it, it really kind of changes these, um, some of these fundamental components where you know, NVMe hasn't been adopted previously. So first of all, it's really around this concept of eliminated that out-of-the-box out penalty. So you know, with that SaaS architecture, with that single channel, it means if I'm actually traversing another network, then that can have you know, great latency, it can reduce the amount of IOPS, it can actually have a big penalty, whereas with NVMe, it's almost the same as having direct attached storage. That latency's gone, that uh, overhead's gone completely. Yeah. And the next thing as well is, is that there's a, there's a real big reduction in the amount of CPU utilization to drive storage. Yeah? And, and that, that can have a really profound effect, not just from a consolidation perspective, but also an application performance or an application experience perspective. So you know, remember that if we can drive latency down, it means an application's response time is hugely reduced, and that can have a real profound effect on that application and the, the end user experience of that application. And then the third piece is, is, you know, it's great having NVMe in the storage system, but if we can have it across a network as well, it means that we get that parallelization all the way through the stack, so from the application all the way through to the medium that's uh, storing the data. So um, the great thing about NVMe is that you can use your existing networks today. So if you've, I'll go through each one. This is, this is starting to look at Ethernet specifically. Now, Ethernet's quite unique because it uses this concept called RDMA, which is Remote Direct Memory Access. So we're bypassing the CPU on the server and the IO's actually being read directly from memory. So this is a CPU to SSD uh, translation. There's no, we're not actually using the local uh, CPU on the server. It's a direct mapping to the SSD. So that hugely reduces the amount of CPU utilization on the server. And there's a couple of like protocols that we can use today. So, you know, RDMA is, um, is over converged Ethernet or Rocky as it's called. You know, again, you're leveraging your existing Ethernet network. Uh, to be able to do this. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to um, like assemble or build a dedicated network specifically for NVMe. You can actually leverage what you've got today. I mean, you know, the recommendations are, you know, starting at maybe a larger capacity. So, you know, 25 gig, 50 gig, 100 gig, those sort of things. But, you know, if we're building storage systems with NVMe, you know, it's typically going to be some sort of top of rack solution. Um, so, you, you know, it, it's a very small number of hops because you want to maintain the latency and those sort of things. Similar with InfiniBand, there's a lot of products in the market right now that leverages InfiniBand. So again, if, if you've got a solution using InfiniBand, you can actually leverage that as well. You don't have to go and you know, build a new fabric or build a new network specifically for it. 
So if you look at fiber channel as well, again, it's the same sort of thing. So the benefit really with fiber channel is that I can concurrently run NVMe and SCSI at the same time. So, so I think, you know, what you're really going to see is when, you know, um, companies like vSphere, oh, sorry, companies like VMware, but vSphere actually start adopting these technologies. You'll probably see something um, announced later this year, perhaps. But um, the, the idea being is, is that when these become um, standard options within your hypervisor, probably fiber channel is going to be a really good use case for you. Um, again, you know, you can use your existing fabrics. You know, the recommendation is to start off with maybe 16, 32 gig fiber channel. Um, you know, you potentially could use 8 gig, it just depends on the use case, but those kind of performance speeds, you're actually definitely going to be able to use fiber channel for NVMe, yeah? So again, you know, using your existing fabric, you're not going to throw it all out and buy something new, yeah? It's a really important kind of aspect of NVMe. Back to the whole command set and, and, the, and the protocol aspects of the, uh, the design of NVMe. And then the last one's NVMe over TCP. So this has been ratified really recently, and the key kind of capability of using TCP is this use case where if you did want to span multiple networks, if you did want to use a router and take a next hop, now obviously there's latency and performance implications, but not all applications need low latency and high performance. There's other use cases as well. So this has been ratified by the NVMe Express uh, organization, and you're gonna see this start to be adopted as well. And again, you know, the important piece is, is that we're all leveraging Ethernet networks today as part of our infrastructure. You can continue to leverage them to, to gain this capability as well. So I wanted to kind of break down what NVMe looks like from a transport perspective. And you can see here, you know, on the far left-hand side there, we've got your PCIe. So we've got a local bus on your, you know, so it's direct attached within your server itself. You've got a local bus, you've got your memory, and then you've got your PCIe um, protocol there. But when it gets more interesting, I think, is when we start actually using the fabric, you know, and going across a network. So obviously, you know, the term here, you know, you have, um, you know, you have packets in an Ethernet network. Well, we have capsules in an NVMe network, yeah. And the whole idea is the capsules are then, you know, they encapsulate the the data that's being transported across NVMe, and then it goes across your network. And there's a couple of different options here. You know, we delved into in, um, fiber channel you know, uh, RDMA over converged Ethernet and TCP as well. There are a few others as well. They, they're kind of, you know, you, we're kind of seeing right now this ratification within the industry, you know, so probably Fiber Channel, Rocky and TCP are going to uh, probably be more prevalent moving forward, if I can say that. Um, but what I think as well is, is just to kind of bring back the context as well is, is that, you know, we all, if we've dealt with the iSCSI in the past, we all know what an IQN is, you know, that's kind of fairly obvious. Well, when we're dealing with NVMe, it's an NQN. So, so to give you some perspective, like if you're doing Rocky, if you're doing RDMA over converged Ethernet, instead of, you know, in your vSphere environment, instead of looking for an IQN, you'd look for an NQN. So similar principles, similar adoption, similar configuration from an iSCSI perspective, but in this case, it's uh, NVMe that you're using, yeah? So let's kind of break that down again, similar to what I did with the PC, uh, PCIe. Uh, you can see here, like today, you've got a traditional, um, you know, storage uh, area network configuration. You know, in this case, we're using, you know, it could be a fiber channel or a Ethernet fabric. But you can see there, we've got our servers, the CPUs in our servers, all using a single HBA or multiple HBAs. But again, it's that whole idea that it's a single channel, it's serial. So we're really kind of losing some of the benefits around parallelization. And then we've got the example on the, um, on the right there about NVMe over fabrics. And you can see there, you know, every single CPU core in that system has a direct mapping into the SSD. So it allows for this huge parallelization of I.O., yeah? Um, and, and so what, what we can kind of do is we can look at these disaggregated architectures 
you know, we can compare them to something like a DAS-based architecture, and you can see some of the real benefits here. So I went for pure storage. There's a, there's a pure storage flash array. Um, I have to put that in there. But what, what I'm trying to say here is, is that what you can actually do is we can really simplify the stack. You know, instead of having uh, triple mirrored DAS flash drives that all need, you know, firmware configuration, they all need to be updated. What we can do is actually adopt a, a disaggregated architecture that provides data services, you know, things like snapshots, replication, that really enables us then to kind of take that data and utilize it, yeah? So again, you know, re reducing the CPU overhead so we can actually consolidate further, we can run more workloads on the same system. Um, and then, you know, obviously it's a, a future proofing of the, you know, investing in new technology. So just to wrap it up, this is my last slide. Um, Key advantages of NVMe, so better performance, you know, higher throughput, lower latency, pretty straightforward, yeah? Uh, I, think, I think the key here is, is really the, the idea that it's actually freeing up your CPU cores. So you could actually leverage NVMe and then, you know, get a higher return on your investment from a compute perspective. So, you know, assets that you might have, you know, that are three to five years old, you can actually prolong the life of that asset longer because we're reducing the amount of CPU utilization on those servers. So you can actually get a couple more years out of your servers. Uh, by, by leveraging NVMe. And then the last thing, you know, just to help us all out really is this whole idea of larger SSDs. So we're setting ourselves up, you know, for QLC, for these larger SSDs being uh, part of the industry, you know, things, you know, storage is only gonna get bigger. I think that's kind of a, um, a straightforward one, so. And that's it. Thank you very much for your time. I